0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Real Drinks with Ali Flores. That's me! I'm Ali Flores. Uh, this is the podcast where we talk about movies. We talk about awesome movies and what movies mean to us. And then we're also drinking during it. And uh, today I have somebody with us. Uh, I met him a long time ago on a set. We were shooting commercials, which is always fun um this guy has his own podcast out so make sure after you like my podcast you go and listen to his podcast it's called the intentional mindset you can get that on itunes he's an entrepreneur he's a jack of all trades um let's welcome mr sean Lyles. how's it going brother
1: what's going on buddy thanks for having me on did you just clap for yourself i did just i was hoping you were going to have some clapping music and you didn't (laughs) so i had to do it myself
0: oh great now jeff's gonna have to put some applause in here great. Exactly. Jeff, I, you Jeff, you lunched <laughs> on
1: me already. We just met five minutes ago.
0: Sean, how you been, man? Good, man. How you making it? I, you know what? I'm hustling. I'm hustling. That's yeah. all you can do.
1: You've I'm always hustling. been a hustler, man. I appreciate it. You you definitely, you know, sometimes when I'm going through the day and I need a laugh, I kind of, you know, pick up on some of the things that you posted on social media. And I've even forwarded some of your your um, two, three, four minute sets to some of my friends that are in the comedy business. And you got some you got some chops, man. So you oh, got thanks, some, man. Great, some great reviews. Yeah.
0: I appreciate it, man. No problem. So what's, uh, what's, what are you doing now, man? What's going on? You'd mentioned the podcast, talk about the intentional mindset. You said it was on iTunes. And I think you said, uh, Sweet- Spreaker,
1: Spreaker.com. Yeah. Spreaker.com. Yeah, yeah, and we're going to uh, venture out, try to get on Spotify and some other ones too. And we're, we're definitely expanding that. But right now, you know, I guess with COVID, that's kind of rocked everybody's world. Yeah. And I was doing some, I was doing some, uh, consultative sales with the company. And of course, when COVID hit, they let, they let the sales, um, they let the sales force go. So, but I've always been an entrepreneur. So what I'm doing now is I created a company called unboxed. It's mm-hmm. spelled kind of unique as U N B O X T E D, or you can call it mm-hmm. unboxed it as we just heard <laughs> not too so long ago. But, but what I do, man, is I help individuals and companies grow and scale and really start about it. It really helps you think differently mm-hmm. and change your mindset. And, it's, it's people always say you got to think differently to do something different. The challenge is not just thinking differently. It's how do you teach somebody to think differently? Yeah. And that's where I come in. And that's where I sit with sales teams. I sit with the executives. I sit with individuals and really give a blueprint on how to think differently so that you can operate and achieve differently.
0: Nice. No, is and that, is, that is that how like um, your podcast kind of came about? You're like, you know what, let's try to teach some people how to do this. Nah, you know what? It, the funny story about my podcast, my podcast
1: came about because of a tragedy that happened in my life. And, and I haven't even shared this with you, but some of the people that I know know this about seven years ago. I had about an 18 month window. where I had a lot of things happen that were pretty tragic. Um, going back to it was yeah, seven years ago, back to 2013. In the beginning of the year, I had an accident where I fell and um, I knocked out my teeth and I was hospitalized for about four days. Ooh. About a week, I think it was. Don't know what happened. They they can't figure out what happened. Later that year I lost my dad to cancer. Oh man, I'm sorry. Fast forward to um seven, eight months after that, my son, who was eleven years old, unexpectedly passed away.
0: Oh no, man.
1: And and, and I can tell you with all that tragedy that happened, man, it was I was in a fog. But this is the best part. After all that that happened, I was working for a company, I won't mention the name, I was actually let go. Hmm. And it rocked my world. So the podcast came about because I had to start writing and doing something that I had to be really intentional in getting to the next day and then the next day and then the next day. So it really came about because of that. And it's kind of evolved and morphed into how do you teach people to be intentional?
0: So then, so then what you did is you took all the crap that happened in your life and you went, you know what, we need to turn this into a positive. It's like a movie. Man, and then you came to this podcast, and now now you got a, a business trying to help him do the same thing. That's Absolutely. awesome, man. And we, uh, for those of you listening um, and watching, that's right, this is on the, on the tube of you. Um, Sean's an actor, and we met um, with doing a commercial um, with a very famous wrestler by the name of Mr. Hulk Hogan. That's it. Oh, that was fun, man. We shot that, what, what was that, in St. Pete? That was in St. Pete. Yeah, because you were...
1: You were a principal on that one. I was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You were a principal.
0: I, it was, it was, I was a can't lot remember fun. how we started talking. Yeah, I don't know how
1: we started talking, but I just, I just liked your energy, man. I was kind of drawn to you.
0: And, well, we and were, were all good. hanging out in the same spot, That's man. True. There were a whole bunch of us, um, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, one of my really good friends was um, Hulk Hogan's uh, stunt double. Because Hulk oh. Hogan, he's a little old. He's getting up yeah, there.
1: Yeah, he, he had <laughs> aged some, man. He's not, the, he's not the Hulk Hogan that was ripping T-shirts off. Like, I remember growing
0: up. No, man. He's, he's up there, man. And, uh, you know, they had him jumping off of, like, a, a wall or something, and he was up in the air. He <laughs> yeah. this big jump, and that was, that was my buddy Tom Akos, who was his uncle oh. that was doing that. Okay. And uh, my favorite part about that, though, wasn't What's the that? fact that Hulk Hogan was there, but the guy was with there. him. Well, yes. Right. Yes, and Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart. The mouth of the South was <laughs> with him. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh. And I, yep. I, I talked to him. I talked to him for a little bit and he's like, hey, are you local? And I go, I'm actually in Orlando. And he gave me his business card. and He goes, you come see me. Uh, we just opened up a restaurant in Daytona. I think he said Daytona or Cocoa or somewhere on there. Get out of here. He's like, you come visit me, man. Say hello. We'll hook you up. And um, I was like, no way. Get
1: That's pretty cool because I actually talked to him, too. And what was really cool is that he is very approachable and mm-hmm. not one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Because I'm from Charlotte, and there's a lot of pro wrestlers in Charlotte, Woo! and I went to high school with Goldust. Oh, there you go. Which is Dusty Rhodes' American Dream son, mm-hmm. and so I kind of just, you know, threw that out to him. He and he just went through the story and just telling the stories about the people he knew and the experiences. You know, man, that just and and I also used to um, be. Well, I'm, I'm still friends with Mark Henry.
2: Oh yeah
1: yeah from nice. colorado because i lived out in colorado mark henry and i did some work together yeah he worked with the youth program that i had so great dude
0: oh nice man I yeah stamped up in the wrestling world yeah i was just dropping some names wasn't i <laughs> yeah just a little bit that's um, <laughs> all right man we worked with a bunch of people cool um right okay so that's how we met you're in the biz you're a you're a, a movie buff and yeah uh, like good I appreciate films, even if the ones that get panned, I, I, I appreciate the, the process in making it, and you get to do yeah. things. It's always something to learn from a film. What film are, we, uh, are you bringing to the table today? Training Day. Ooh, heavy hitter. Training Day. Oh, nice, nice. So Training Day, man, why Training Day? You know, Training Day for
1: me was one of those films that it showed the true versatility and depth of Denzel Washington. I just... Everybody knows him as a great actor. But he really showed... Because everybody sees Denzel as that father figure, that, that guy that handles all the problems. But this is where he took a little turn, went to the dark side, and he just knocked it out of the park. I mean, you... Whenever I watch Denzel in films, I don't see Denzel. I see who he is in that film, that character. And, and I'm going to tell you what. He... He knocked it out of the park on that, man. I mean, I was captivated the whole time. I and mean, just, just the way his little nuances and how he delivers his lines and, and, the, and the supporting characters and actors you know, interact with him, it's just amazing, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. He, he destroys the scene.
1: Um, oh, yeah.
0: Every scene he's in, man, and not just in this film, but everything he's in, He ta- you better bring your A-game if you're your Oh, no doubt. Um, no he, doubt. He brings it, man. So before we get in-depth, um, it is real drinks uh, with okay. Flores. So we got to be drinking. Now, I always say we're either going to drink something from the film or drink something inspired by the film. And your choice okay. to drink tonight is?
1: I am going to drink a little um, Jack Daniels honey.
0: And I got one right here. With you. Ah, my, my man. I
2: appreciate it. Cheers. Ooh. Cheers. Oh, I am
0: not. Now, a you Jack have Daniels ice man. in yours, right? Yeah, because I don't like Jack Daniels. I've never had well, this
2: before.
1: And, I have mine, and I love saying this. Mine is neat. And that's just a fancy way of saying no ice. No you ice. You know that, right? Yep, I got it. Right. You.
0: I love it, neat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know what? I think I would have preferred it neat had I known how smooth this is. this is. This is good. Yeah, it is actually pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's nice, man. All right, so we're, why, why did you choose uh, Jack Daniel's Honey?
1: I actually had a buddy of mine from college. You know, I'm, I love wine. Mm-hmm. I love a good, bold red wine. I love wines from South America. A nice, strong, bold cab, and you know, that's kind of my go-to. I'm not a heavy drinker; I don't drink a whole lot, but when I do, I enjoy that nice a uh, red wine with a nice uh, a nice meal. And I had a college buddy of mine, you know, I'll call him Smitty, came through town, and you know, we were just sitting outside catching up. We hadn't seen each other in years. We were back in college, you know, back at UNC Chapel Hill, go heels. And he said, "Hey, listen, I got this. Let's just have a couple of drinks." And and Honestly, after the first time I had it, it was I was hooked. Boom. It was really good. It was very smooth. It, was, it wasn't very strong. It wasn't very potent. And you know, one of the only whiskeys I drink is this now. Smooth and get
0: you hooked. Kind of like Denzel. Just <laughs> smooth, smooth and get you and hooked. Get you That's hooked, right. Because you, you want to watch every movie he's in. Um, Absolutely. All right. Let's get into it. Let's get into training day. Um, let's do it. Man, that, that movie came onto the scene and immediately caught fire. Um, I think the buzz, I remember the buzz before the film came out, just the trailers and everything, and everyone is just going, oh, we're watching this movie. Oh, yeah. You know, you've got Denzel Washington, and then you've got Ethan Hawke, who Mm -hmm. I go, how's he going to go with with Denzel? Because I think Ethan Hawke is a fine actor. Absolutely. But I don't consider Ethan Hawke like a powerhouse actor, like a – boom, you bring it and do this. I was like, or at least not at that time. Um, I was like, oh, let's see what's going to happen. And he, he holds his own. He does a oh, yeah. really good job in this film.
1: Well, I think what 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 Denzel does is Denzel is like the, and you know, I'm a sports guy. Denzel is like the Michael Jordans, the Kobe Bryants, the mm-hmm. LeBron James. They make you better because you know, getting in a film with him, you better bring your A game. Oh yeah. because. This is not just a job, it's a passion. It's it's who he is and he takes it extremely seriously. And it's, at least from all the stories that we've heard and, and listening to some of his interviews. And so Ethan Hawke knew that he better he better bring it. But but I think Denzel also is disarming. So that when you are there,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you're not nervous because it's Denzel. It's like, Hey, just be you and let your let let your skills come through.
0: Yeah, he's 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 he is definitely one of the legends. Uh, of you know a cinematic legend, uh, the guy's phenomenal on screen. Um, uh huh.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, I'm man. Uh huh. My man. Uh-huh. My man. <laughs> um, so, this film. Go ahead and tell people. Give a synopsis of the film, like the basic. I mean, everyone's seen the movie, so we're not right spoilers. If you haven't seen it, that's your fault. So give right. me a, give me a, give me an overview of this movie.
1: You know, um, Denzel plays alonzo and he's a veteran, a veteran uh, detective at the LAPD. And um, Ethan Hawke, I think his name is Jake, Jake is a rookie cop.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so he gets put in Denzel's group. And Denzel actually is leading this group of other detectives and, and police officers that are really involved and entrenched in the, in the gang scene, in the underworld scene of, of LA. And they kind of got their own mafioso Gestapo type. Flavor going on where they they run the streets and and they get paid. Mm-hmm. So and, and that's how they're supplementing their income. And, you know, so Jake is this rookie cop that is a you know, by the book, ethics and morals. And he stumbles across, you know, a scene, a situation where he's like, wait a minute, this is not how this is supposed to happen. We get some money, we take it in or we witness somebody getting killed by our cops. And and so it's a, it's a battle of good and evil that he has to go through. But at the same time, it's a, it's a battle of do I say something? Because my life is now in jeopardy if I do. Right. And it just goes through the history of it. It goes through the motions of it. And then you start to see how Denzel is, is, is is Alonzo is manipulating the situation. He's got more people on his side than you can shake a stick at and He's got ears in the streets. But then that, you know, then that twist at the end where you realize that he was doing it and had everybody, by fear, mm-hmm. more so than respect. Yes. yes. And, 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 and the, the, the big fight scene, when he started getting his ass kicked, that's when everybody started to turn on him because they realized, mm-hmm. oh, we don't have to be afraid of this guy anymore. Yeah. We got somebody else on our side. So, I mean, it's, it's a great movie. It goes through every emotion that you're going to run through you know, joy and anger and happiness, confusion. Mm-hmm. And then you see Denzel, where he is, you know, a father, but he's an absent father. But he's, he's a distant, present father, I should say.
0: Right. Because he's there,
1: yeah. but he's not there. So no, let's, so let's take it
0: from the beginning. Yeah. Let's go to the beginning here. So we got the rookie cop. We got Ethan Hawke, Jake, uh, comes in. He was already a cop, but now he's going into narcotics. And that's where... Um, you know denzel is yeah uh, alonzo and it's the first day it's training day it's training, training day. day um and right off the bat the character alonzo just shuts him down like he calls him on the phone he's like uh, oh 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 you get you oh right off the bat you get the shadiness of him because his yep. wife um, jake's wife answers the phone yes and she's like yeah and you could tell he says some things because she gets a little blushed and like oh <laughs> like this yeah it's, he's here it's him it's your boss it's like, oh, oh, you're like, wait, what did you just say to my wife? Right. You could tell he's such a charming guy, but he's shady. So yeah. he, uh, you know, he shows up and that, that scene in the, uh, in the, just that opening scene, the first meeting of them, he's in the restaurant and he's yep. in the newspaper. And I love the uh, character development for Ethan Hawke's character. I do. He I is super green. In the beginning, he's, oh, shucks, I just want to do a good job, sir. I'm here for you. And he's so nervous, and, you know, Denzel just, like, squashes him quickly. He's like, can I read my newspaper? Right. Stop talking. And it's like, and he can't help it. So good. And he sets the tone. He's like, I'm the big dog. I'm Mm -hmm. the alpha. You are nothing. You are fighting for this gig. I'm the dog here's another thing that i like about I'm, I'm getting up man i'm like i'm excited Yeah, i, love, I, this I love this movie man um i like that as an audience member you sit there and go man that's fucked up denzel like alonzo man that's messed up that's not legal right. but he comes up with a good reason yes for you to back him he's like you know he, he gives him weed or whatever and it, it turns out to be laced with PC- laced with like some pcp or something and it's like whoa what are you doing he's like hey if you just said no and I was a drug dealer and we were in the middle of something and then you said, no, you're dead. Yeah. You don't say no, you take it. We'll deal with it. It's like, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That really makes sense. And, um, you know, it just, anything that he does, he always has an excuse for training him into the, into the business, into the, into the streets. Um, a little, and and like you said,
1: it's not just training him in it, but he's, protecting his self the entire way as well by making sure that he catches him on film, doing stuff, fingerprints, everything in a situation that would destroy his credibility if he decided to turn.
0: Yeah. This is one of those movies that you watch it again. Yeah. And you go, oh, I see what he I didn't <laughs> see how he did that. I didn't see that the
1: first time. Yeah. Right.
0: You're like, oh man. Yeah. he set this. That's brilliant. Is this, he keeps asking, do you want a beer? You want a beer to help with the. Want a beer? Want a beer? All right, calms him down. He goes all right. Give me the beer. Like all right, cool. Um, Yeah, it's it's a it's a great movie for that kind of just as an audience member. You fight yourself. You do have that. Mm -hmm. You have that little those little demons and angels on your shoulders. Absolutely. Like no screw Denzel. He's an awful man. Hey, but you know he's all right. You know he's getting Mm -hmm. you through it. Like man, I don't know what to think about this guy. Is he? For the first when you first watch it, you go, all right, is he legit? Is he like legit training or is he shady? Right. Like, you don't know. That's why that twist comes at the end and you're like, mm-hmm. oh. Oh, I don't like you. I don't like you at all. That's not cool at all what you're saying. Um, yeah. And, and the hard part about it is
1: that, as you said earlier, that character development as he goes through the movie, you're building up this disdain for him, boom, boom. It's, it's increasing and increasing.
2: But then when he gets put into a very vulnerable situation, you're now like, wait a minute, don't hurt him. I'm, now you're almost like his, his supporter versus yes. his adversary.
0: Yes, and, and I think every villain, quote unquote mm-hmm. villain, has to have a vulnerability and a mm-hmm. likability. Because mm-hmm. why would you care if you don't like them in right. some way? If you can't relate to them in some way or, you know, just go empathize with them, I don't care. I don't care what happens. Why do I put any kind of weight in your, you know, your menace? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it just doesn't happen. But when there's something about them, you're like, oh, you know what? That's how he grew up. I, I, can't, I can't fault him. That's just, you know, the system he's in. You know, he's just been in undercover too long and he's been in narcotics too long. And, he's I indeed. Know, Yeah. You're like, you get in deep and all it takes is one dirty, you know, cop move. And then it just snowballs. And you just, you start to feel sorry for him a little bit, especially when they, and they did this on purpose. You know, the director did this on purpose. Oh yeah.
1: Antoine Fuqua. He's a great director.
0: Yes. He goes, I think it's time to show the kid now. Let's show him as a loving father. Maybe.
1: Yes. Um,
0: you're like, ah,
1: and that's that moment when he gets towards the end of the film and the, the mafia, what's it? Russians? Uh, yeah. yeah, they come in and get him and he's alone in his car. The whole movie, he's surrounded by everybody. He's insulated, he's surrounded. But at that last pivotal
2: moment, he's all alone. Mm-hmm. And then what you're thinking of is, wow, he had to go like that. And then you think of his kid.
1: Like mm-hmm. I said, it's, he takes you through that range of emotions, man, that makes you go, hate this guy, hate
0: this guy. Then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, man, he didn't have to go like that, did he? And you know what? Here's a little bit of trivia for you. That was his call. They had to reshoot that. Really? I did not know that. It was not as violent. Um, Mm. But Denzel said it needs to be. He needs to get, like, completely annihilated. up. Yeah. And they reshot that whole thing where he just gets destroyed. Um, Wow. And – I watched it. Uh, I watched it with my daughter. Um, you okay. know, she she'd never seen it, and I said, "Okay, this is gonna be a little rough now." Right. Um, so she's watching it. And she goes <laughs> at the end of it. At just boom, boom, boom. She goes, "Ow!" <laughs> he drops. <laughs> drops <laughs> that's the your that's your DNA right <laughs> there. That's watch, she goes, DNA. Ow! And then <laughs> it's like you know it's panning out. He's just there. She goes, "I'm sure he's fine." <laughs> 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 like no, I, I think he's done. I think he's done. I think. Oh my god! I think yeah, after that was, the hundredth bullet, I think he's done. And you know, and so he
1: won the Oscar for that. Mm-hmm. And you know, and of course, there's everybody's up in arms
2: thinking, you know, why does he have to be a villain right. to win the Oscar? And I and I can understand the thought process, mm-hmm. but I also say this too. I think that was that huge moment where he showed his extreme
1: depth as an actor, as a character actor. And as you said earlier, also how he contributed from a directorial standpoint to the film. Like, listen, we need to make this a little more intense. Mm-hmm. And I even think that, that that infamous scene, that real famous scene where he goes, you know, King Kong ain't got shit on me. Mm-hmm. I think that he came up with that
0: almost in that moment. He did. If I remember the story correctly. Yep, he did. He improvised that in the moment. He just went with it. And it turns out, like many, like many famous lines, they yeah. turn out to be the improvised line because the actor is just in the moment and feeling it, and you just let something out, and then that becomes the iconic, you know, line that comes out of that. Um,
1: it was, it was, um, and the funny thing was, it, even that line took me back to, you know, childhood. I mean, I'm thinking King Kong. King Kong was, you know, on the Empire State Building, knocking down airplanes. Man, King Kong is okay.
0: And you see the, the, the imagery and, the, and the, the metaphors and it. Now, here's what I just thought about this when you said, uh-huh. Here's the genius of not only Denzel as an actor and being in character so much, knowing that character backwards and forwards. You have to have it in your bones. Right. Know that character so where you can react and improv, not as Denzel, but as that character. As that character, right. But here's the genius of, of him and the director, um, to let that stay because what you just said, is exactly how he felt. King Kong was viewed as the yeah. villain. Yeah. Um, he's smashing down things. He's you know making things crumble. But then people feel sorry for him. He It's yeah. that moment of oh you know you're like yeah when he
1: fell off after he got shot and he fell all the way down. You're right. I didn't think about it. You're right.
0: So you gotta think Denzel's like that just came out, but that's because he knew that character and what he represented in that neighborhood and to that area. I think that that's what that came out of and that's 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 brilliant. That's good stuff. Yeah, it's
2: it's so I know
1: we're talking about training day, but there was another film that he was in called Glory. Yes and Glory was about the you know first black regiment being you know fighting in the Civil War. Mm -hmm. And there's a, there's a part in that movie where Matthew Broderick is the captain Mm -hmm. or lieutenant, I forget he's the captain. And he's the one that has been assigned to lead this black troop into battle. Well, lead this black troop. And, you know, still it's, it's still right. Slavery is just, it's still fresh in everybody's minds. It's been abolished, it's getting abolished, but it's still, it still has a lot of remnants Mm -hmm. of how they're treating people. And there's a scene in there where he actually has to get whipped by Matthew Broderick. And he and I don't know if you've seen the movie. But uh, you it's haven't. It's been I'm, so long. Uh, yeah. And, and Denzel has one teardrop down his face. And they asked him in an interview, how did you do that? He says it wasn't an eye drop. It wasn't anything. It was a real tear. And as you said earlier about how he embodied the character, what he
2: did was what he did was. He, um, he, he, he actually, uh, drew from all of the history from slavery
1: and his ancestors. And he said, and at that moment, that's how he was able to get that emotion. Wow. Yep. And so, and I, and I'm seeing that's what he does routinely like he did in training day.
0: Yeah. I've, I've heard many stories, you know, interviews with other You know, big-name actors and and legends that know um, him. And they go, Mm -hmm. the guy is prepared. Mm -hmm. The guy is prepared. He knows what he's doing. He will not come unprepared to the set. He will know his stuff. So if you don't know your stuff, you're going to get eaten alive. And that's what we talked about earlier. When you
1: look at Ethan Hawke and Ethan Hawke being a good actor Mm -hmm. but not a great actor. And yeah. Give me one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Great actor. So, yeah, he, he destroys it. And, and the funny thing is when Ethan Hawke interviewed or, um, auditioned with Denzel, you know, to, for the, you know, it was like, it's probably his third or fourth audition for the film. Right. But now it's with Denzel. Um, he got so angry when he, he left because Denzel, he improvised mm-hmm. and didn't stick to the script. Mm-hmm. So, he said that he almost went back and, like, almost just cussed him out, told him, never mind, I don't want to do this. I mean, Wow. I don't need this. And as he's sitting there kind of getting ready to go in, his agent calls and says, they loved you. You've already got it. They loved you. You got it. And so he was That's so awesome. angry. And then they say that on set, they were so into their characters, they would continue talking as Jake and Alonzo. Really? Throughout the day until they put you know brought him in and said action and so they were always interacting as Jake and Alonzo and I'm like man I, I, I kind of sit here after watching the film you're like man I kind of wish he didn't die I'd like to see that dynamic again because they were they were really good like they were really good together what's what's your favorite Denzel film is this it
2: I will say my favorite Denzel film is equalizer. Equalizer. Yeah. Equalizer. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. I I just, and (laughs) I liked it so much. I find myself, you know, (laughs)
1: being the baby equalizer. (laughs) I walk into situations and I kind of scan the room and I kind of like, but I don't have a watch, but I kind of go click, you know, 16 seconds, 20
0: seconds. I don't know
1: why I do it. It's (laughs) Yes. You just,
0: you know, so, that I'm gonna have to describe you as baby equalizer in the in the description <laughs> of who's coming. <laughs> baby equalizer,
1: that's right. You know, <laughs> I walk into a place and just like 21 seconds. Like, why am I even? Then I go, why am I even saying that? There's nothing <laughs> I need to do in 21 seconds. Nobody's attacking me. I'm not. I'm not. Breaking up a drug ring or anything like that, you know?
0: It's like when, after I saw Born Identity, you walk into a room and you're like, okay, there's an exit there. There's an exit. That's right. And that guy's That's over right. here. It's like, doesn't it matter if somebody comes at me. I'm going into the fetal position. I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> it doesn't
0: matter at all, man. Oh, my goodness. You know what? My, one of my favorite Denzel movies is um, the one with Gene Hackman. Um, uh, why is it uh, Crimson Tide?
2: tide it's
0: in the submarine. Um, I think that's a very good film. That's one of my favorite. That's one of my Sunday afternoon films. If it's on TV and it just comes on, I'm not switching it again. It'll be, boom, there it is. I'm watching the rest of that. I love it. And I'm going
1: to tell you another one that I loved.
2: I loved um, Bone Collector. I never saw Bone Collector. Because Bone Collector, he was actually a paraplegic. Oh, and the only thing he could do in the film was act from the from the neck up, but he was phenomenal.
0: That's tough.
1: It is tough because all these other faculties weren't there, so it was phenomenal.
0: Yeah, that's like yeah. Um, that's taking it back to like Greek, you know, the Greek with all the 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 masks and stuff. Like you have to act. Yeah. Right here, that's man, that's that's tough. Um, yeah, he
1: he was. I mean, it just. It's just phenomenal. And so, you know, when I kind of draw inspiration, I don't want to be him, but I, I draw inspiration from him because he's so good at what he does. And when you look at a lot of the actors and stuff like that, I mean, they just are really good and they, you yeah. know, it's, it's just, there's a lot of phenomenal actors out there, but I got to say, for, for me, Denzel is, has always
2: been tops.
0: Yeah, oh,
1: no tops. doubt.
2: No, nope. and, and, Phil- and when he was in Philadelphia.
0: Phenomenal. When he was in Philadelphia. His range is is insane, like seriously. You really, I don't think. Is there a bad Denzel movie? There's been a couple. I don't. I
1: can't remember the names of them because I've probably got you know put them out of my mind. But there have been a couple.
0: Oh man, I don't. Remember. I can't. I can't name one. I can't name a bad like. Ooh, no, that's a that was a bad choice. Yeah, Ricochet was good. Um, Deja Vu was good. Mm-hmm. The movie with um. Gosh, I'm I'm blanking on the name again, but it's um where he goes into Mexico. He has to get the he's got to save um what is it Dakota Fanning's character? Um, oh, that was a Man on Fire. Man on Fire, that's it. Man on oh, fire. that movie, my favorite
1: of all, probably oh. behind you know Equalizer. Man on Fire, so
0: good, so good, such a good thing. All right, we're good. We're good. We're, we're, we're turning this into a yeah, 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 yeah only.
1: Yeah, that's, <laughs> right. that's right. Yeah, I mean, we can do this. All. That's why you have this show. I love it.
0: <laughs> We're turning to this. So let's go back to, to Training Day. Mm-hmm. We get into this. Um, you know, Jake is starting to learn the ropes. He's high on PCP. Yep. He's drinking beer. Um, he witnesses, or oh, he witnesses um, a crime happening. He goes get beat up two homeless people. Yep. Finds drugs on him. And Denzel, this is when you see that little crazy kick in for Denzel too, because he's <laughs> like, "What do you want to do?" He goes, you you want to haul him in? He goes, No, we're not gonna haul him in. He goes, you know, blah blah blah. he's doing a whole thing. And then he takes that guy and he puts his guns. Yeah. He's like, what did you say? What did you you told me yeah. to suck your dick. What did you say? Tell me. Yeah. And he goes, boom. And he puts him down his pants. He goes, pick one, left or right. Which one yeah. means the most to you? Left or right. Make a choice. You're like, oh. Yep. And he and he lets him go. And you're like, Oh. It's,
2: it is amazing how again it's so authentic mm-hmm. and i think everything
1: about i feel everything about that movie whether it was fictional or based on true events or based on true scenarios or situations it was truly authentic yeah which made it such a great film and i think when you when you have a great leading actor like Denzel and a great supporting cast a great director like Anton Fuqua
2: it It's going to happen.
0: Yeah. It's going to happen. So it's truly authentic. Speaking of the the supporting cast, no one in the supporting cast is bad. Everyone is good. Eva Mendez is in it. Yes. Brilliant. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Brilliant in it. I mean, everyone is great in this cast. You go into, um, I love the fact that they shot in some horrible neighborhoods and almost. There was something going down. They said uh, like a block away. Really? Um, they were shooting something, and a block away, there was a whole bunch of Crips and Bloods coming. Really? And it almost went down. Yeah, I it was. Know that. Yeah, they were in the neighborhoods. Like, they did not I make no sense. That. They went to the neighborhoods where all the gang activity was, and they did their thing. Yep. But it, apparently, it was something that happened. They're like, uh-oh. <laughs> Something's going down, like, right there. Like, and I think at on. that moment, they don't care if it's Denzel or
1: who else. Because I think Snoop was in the movie. Dr. Dre was in the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had a lot of guys in that movie. Yeah. That, a lot of actors in the movie that just, I don't know if they cut their chops into it, but it, it was a good movie to give a lot of people a lot of
0: exposure. Well, if you want to make it authentic, you need to have the people that came from that kind of environment That's in true. the movie. That's true. Like, Snoop did not seem like he was acting like nah, felt- Snoop is actually
1: a raw talent a rare talent too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're right. They are from that environment. So they probably gave some good insight to what's authentic and what's not.
0: Probably yeah, probably said yeah. nah, this wouldn't happen. You need to bring it over here. Right. That's how we got to shoot that, you know, you're going to have this going on. We talked about it a little bit earlier when he started when thing, when things start to piece together for Jake when mm-hmm. it's like wait a second. Mm-hmm. Break in to the house and he he's like he does the warrant. He goes, Here's my warrant. We got a warrant. And they break it in the house. And he sees Denzel, put some pockets of money. Yeah. Like, uh oh. What did he do? And then he goes, Let me see that warrant. And he hands her a, a menu, whatever the menu right. was. From Like from restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he asks him, How much, how much you take? How much you do that? And then you still, again, you're like, He's busted. He's a crooked cop. And then they meet, like, What, what were they? Judges? um where they they were judges they were judges and so he meets them in that nice neighborhood yep and gives them the money that he found Yep. and he goes what happened to the money he goes hey arrest warrants aren't free (laughs) like (laughs) that's right man that's right so then again like even though we just went oh he's a crooked cop there's nothing good about this guy he just did that so he could go get the big guy. You're like, yep.
2: yep. And, oh. and
0: so it was
1: that, that was that balance. That it was almost like that, that dichotomy of that good and evil throughout the whole movie. He's mm-hmm. good. He's bad. He's good. He's bad. And then, then it also makes you question yourself because you know, that age old question that people have, mm-hmm. you know, would you lie if it was to save someone's life? Or would you steal if it was because you had nothing to eat? Now you're trying to balance that act of ethics and your morals. Yeah. Should I do it? Should I not do it? And then you start to see him acting out those, yeah, I'm doing this, but mm-hmm. the greater good is this.
0: See, and that's, okay, my favorite movie of all time is Braveheart. Love that movie. Um, love it. I have love zero it. Scottish descent, but I love that movie. Um, yeah. So one of the things I tell people, they're like, oh, you're just this liberal guy, Just blah, blah, blah. I go, I've got some conservative views in me. And they're like, what do you mean? I go, okay, the scene in, in Braveheart, when the king goes, all right, have the archers attack. They're like, yeah, but won't we hit our own men? Yeah, but we're going to hit theirs as well. Attack. I see his thinking going, yeah, we're going to finish the war. Then we some be some casualties. There's going to be some casualties. Shoot the arrows. Let's go. We might not kill them. I mean, they might be all right. Uh-huh. So you, you think about that. So when the morals come in, I think everyone watching it, you start to have that. You kind of feel like you're Jake going. Yeah. Dang it, man. I I don't know if I would stop him because if they truly are going after the big fish. Then you have to do these things. Yeah. To get the big fish. And then it turns out the big fish is his friend. It's his friend. Yep. Oh. Yep. You're like, no way. Yep. And his friend was totally cool. He's like, what? Oh, man. All right. Yeah. Just take it. Oh man, I was gonna retire. We were gonna go. What was he? It? it was like we were gonna go Honduras or somewhere. He's like we we're gonna do this and be out, and and then he goes yep. and calmly. <laughs> yep. Jake, shoot him. Yep. And the guy, the guy, he was like, "Go ahead, man, shoot me, shoot me. Go ahead, rookie, shoot me." Like, right. Jake's like, "I'm not gonna shoot you." All right, I'll do it. Boom.
2: And he Boom. Uses, "Yep."
0: And then they set up the the That's, crime set team, up. the thing. And the cop, he's like, "All right, all right, hold up, let me shoot." Who's the bad guy in the mask? I always love that guy Um, in the movie "The Mask" with uh, Jim Carrey. Um, Right, the movie. um, He gets shot. He's like, "All right, you ready? Ready? Boom!" (laughs) All right, I gotta do you one more, one more. All right, boom! And he actually gets him. (laughs) Yep. He's like, "Here's the story. Um, You came in first. You got shot. Uh, Jake came in right after him. Shot him with the with the shotgun." Whoa, he had that thing calculated. Yeah. I and mean, he it's,
1: everything in that movie he did was calculated. Yeah. He was intentional. He was very intentional in everything
0: he did. And how smooth he took him to that neighborhood with most of my family members, the whole Mexican gang right there. It was like, uh oh, this isn't good. I know these people. Um it's there. hmm And again, three phenomenal actors. Yeah, hey, let's play some cards, man. Let's play some cards. You yeah. got you got the one guy that plays Tuco in uh, in uh, you know Breaking Bad. Yep. Uh, this other guy who's in Amer- uh, American Me and he's in a bunch of other jo- uh, shows and movies that are you know you need a, a Mexican like gang member blah. The guy that plays the main uh, Smiley is not even Mexican. <laughs> the guy is he plays? I think his name is like. He sounds Irish, the name, but he's so ethnically ambiguous. Right, he plays, He's such a good actor. Yeah, um, that he plays Hispanics, he plays Muslims, he plays. You know, he plays all kinds of different. And then he puts wow. on the character, and you go, "Oh wow. yeah, I buy that." You're from the, the region. Yeah, that's that's um, awesome. Because that's I awesome. think I saw him in Homeland um, as an actor as well, and I'm like, God, man, the guy, that guy plays everything. The guy's a chameleon.
1: Wow, and, and
0: so he plays that, but that that scene is intense as yeah. well. Yeah, absolutely. Know? I mean, it was just it was just packed full
2: of intensity, intense scenes
1: that just get you on the edge of your seat, and you always question what's going to happen, what's going to happen, what's going to happen, what's going to happen, and then you, and we talked about it earlier. It progresses through the movie where we see the the final scene where he just gets annihilated. Mm-hmm. And it and was he- just. Great character build, like you said, great character progression, great story. Mm -hmm. Um, And and, and you're right. We'll go back to what you said earlier. Everybody loves a villain, but we also like a feel-good story and that that vulnerability, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And this is how smooth Alonzo is, because he planned everything out. He had it all planned out. Oh, yeah. Gave them the thing. He's like, all right, Jake's dead. No worries. Another gang thing. Um, it'll be fine because he already planted the drugs in his blanket and the alcohol. Yeah. So if he dies, it'll just say that he was doing drugs there. Um, but then Jake shows up at his house and he doesn't even blink. He goes, nice. You passed. You passed. You're on the force. You're on the squad. And I'm like, dude, how quick are you? <laughs> he, he had nothing in his eyes. He went, oh shit. Nope. He just went, yep. hey and he's clapping the money nice work yeah. nice yeah. work congrats man like, you i'm
1: made it. i'm i'm not bashful about what i just did uh-uh no shame at
0: all no shame none and then you get the iconic ending scene yeah, He man. just gets destroyed um great I, movie i mean it's just it's, great movie yeah you get jazzed you're like oh yeah this is a great movie yeah yeah, so Training Day, if you've not seen it, where the hell have you been? We've spoiled it. We're telling you the whole thing. But but you can watch it over and over, and, and you'll over still it. pick up
1: on some things you haven't seen or you didn't recognize before.
0: All right. All right, buddy. All right, Tiny Equalizer, you ready?
2: Baby Equalizer, man. Baby don't, get equalizer. <laughs> don't get it wrong.
0: Don't get it wrong. Don't get it wrong. I got 10 questions for you. I don't know if I'm going to answer these questions well, but they're I'm going to give it a shot. They're going to be – they start off light. Right. All right. Okay. Okay. Here we go. What kind of car does Alonzo drive for number one?
2: I think it was a Monte Carlo. Boom. Monte Carlo. Yeah. Bonus points. What year? 73.
0: Uh, mm. Three of those letters are right. Or numbers are right. 1979 uh, Monte Carlo. Nine. Okay. You still get one. You still get one. Yeah. You've already answered this one. Who directed the film? Right. Antoine Fuqua. Boom, Yeah, two for two, two for two. Denzel Washington won an Oscar. Did Ethan
2: Hawke? No. No, no. he right. he did.
0: No, he didn't. No, oh, he didn't. Wait, 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 wait. No, he didn't, he didn't. He didn't. No. Final answer? Final answer. He did not. He was nominated though. He was nominated, that's right. He didn't
1: win it, that's right. So
0: just, so it's such a good job, man. Like really brought it in that, yep. in that movie. Um, this one you've already answered. Who plays Alonzo's wife? Eva Mendez. Boom. Or to... girlfriend.
2: Yeah, I could never tell if it, it was his wife. I don't or... know if it was his wife or
0: not. Or they was they his... really, yeah, I could tell. Maybe it was the baby mama. I don't yeah, know. that's it. Right. Um, number five, four for yeah. four. What's the name of the neighborhood where Alonzo lives? They've got oh, a nickname. Sh- they got a nickname. They even talk
2: about it. I don't know that one. You're going to yeah. help me on that one. Welcome to...
0: The jungle. Welcome to the, the, jungle. Jungle. the jungle. You know what? That's I know something yeah, gosh dog it. Okay, the jungle. The jungle. Alright, you missed five. You missed five. That's all right. You're only down one. You're only down one. Right, right.
1: But uh, <laughs> the next four, the next five are probably gonna be <laughs> tough. So I may need fifty
0: percent here. <laughs> Number six. So. What does Hoyt, uh, Jake Jake Hoyt Jake. say the streets are about in the scene when he's talking to his friend, when Denzel alonzo's talking to his friend who ends up getting killed. And Alonzo's like, you know, got to learn to do the streets. Got to learn about the streets. And yeah. Jake is high and he goes, I know about the streets. I know what it's all about. What's it about?
2: He was gets it deep? Yeah, the streets are about, was it respect? Mm. I'm going to give you another one. Keep going. Ah. Uh, the streets were about, I don't know. I'm drawing the blank.
0: All right. The streets are about smiles and cries.
2: Oh, yeah,
1: I wouldn't have gotten that one. I I, gotten hiding your I'd smiles no and there, hiding your
0: cries. Yep. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that <laughs> Yeah, so. So Snoop plays a crack dealer in a wheelchair. Yeah. I don't what know what na- his name. No, no, no. What name does he give them to go find? Who's the, the person they need to go find? What's the name? I can't remember that. Sandman.
1: I and- I can remember a lot of the movie because I love it, but I can't remember those small details. Gosh, I don't
0: know. Who'd they give. Sandman. 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 I say it like, oh, I knew it, but I really didn't. <laughs> but, Sandman, yeah, I really didn't know it <laughs> He's not like my daughter. <laughs> Anytime you get something wrong, oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. That was my son. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that was it. That was it.
1: But I really didn't know. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> All right, this, one, this one's a little easier, I think. All right. What does Alonzo always have around his neck?
2: Um, it was either... His badge or his cross? cross? I'm going to give it to you because the badge. his
0: badge he does take off. But the oh, silver chain—the silver chain with the cross. The silver is chain, right? The silver chain, yeah. With the cross, is always around his neck. Yeah. What r and singer made her film debut in Training Day? I'll give you a hint because you're already—you're already panicking. Yeah. Well, I'm not panicking. I'm just sweating. <laughs> <laughs> she was where they went after Sandman. And that's where he stole the money. So she's the lady. Let me see the. Let me see the menu, or not the menu. Let me see the uh, the warrant. That's her. It was, was it Angie Stone?
2: Oh man, no, no, Macy Gray. Macy Gray. Macy. That's. Gray. I had to look, but Macy Gray.
1: Yeah, and I love Macy Gray. She's a phenomenal artist. Oh,
0: and she was great. And she was great in that. She was great in that. Yeah. Man. All right, number ten. This one, I'll give, if you get close, I'll give it to you. All right. What are the last words Alonzo says?
2: <laughs> the last words Alonzo says. I'll give you a hint. Right before Jake leaves. Right. All surrounding him by the car. Right. He's Smoking a cigarette. Does it? In exasperation. I can picture the scene. I know the moment. I just don't know what he's saying. He goes, what a day,
0: what a motherfucking day. Wow. Those are the last words. Wow. Last words before. Boom. Before he gets, he gets killed. Wow. And here's wow. your bonus, bonus question. Bonus. All right. In that scene, in that very scene, there's an extra.
2: He's an uncredited extra. Who turns out to become a
0: superstar. He stands. That, I had no idea. He stands right next to him. When you see the movie again, you'll go, oh, my okay. God. Okay. I Clearly, you watched the movie in more detail than I did. So. I just watched it. Oh, to, that's why. I had to rewatch <laughs> it to notice stuff. Right. I watched it, and I said, oh. But he's it's so prevalent. He's picture. so I, I tell you this. He is a giant man. And you see him, and you know why he's there. Like, he's muscle uh the rock so close i'll give you one more hint same size terry cruz boom that's it really terry cruz yeah i did not know that yeah he's just an uncredited extra sitting there you know he's there like they go in there like oh yeah when jake yeah. when jake comes back to find him and that's yes. when you realize they really don't like him like right you got, you got a problem he goes i'm here for Alonzo," and they just yep. let him in
1: they just let him in <laughs> yep Yep, I yeah, remember. Terry,
0: that. Yeah. Terry Crews, man, was there. I was like, "She Wow." Yeah. Wow. Man, what a great movie, man. Um, Sean, thank you so much for for coming. Man, I
1: appreciate this opportunity so much. Really. It, this has been fun. I I mean, I know we did it tonight and hopefully down the road we can do another one and I definitely want to get you on my podcast, The Intentional Mindset, and, and really just dive into your story and who you are, I mean, because you you're a joy to me. And you're funny. Like I said, I was drawn to you when we did that commercial with, with, Hulk Hogan. And I'm glad over the years, man, we kept in touch and been good,
0: you know, become good friends. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. So tell everybody where they can find you.
1: All right. Um, you can find me at speaker, uh, And you can definitely find the intentional mindset on iTunes. And if you have any questions or you are looking to get to that next level on how to think differently and how to become mentally tough, reach out to me because that's what I'm here for. Um, and we all have a story, we, and, and I want to help you rewrite your life story. Boom. Man, you're about to bring yeah. a tear to my eye. That was good. Hey, you know what? Now, you, <laughs> you don't cry. You don't cry. <laughs> I'm going to see you cry. Unless, unless you I had, get paid. Unless I unless get paid. Get paid. <laughs> right. which, is,
0: which is so wrong, dude. I cry <laughs> all the time. I cry <laughs> on public commercials. I'll cry anything. <laughs>
1: I hear you. I hear you. Sean, thanks
0: again, brother, for being on here. It was a blast. Um, Yeah. And I can't wait to do your podcast. I'd love to do it.
1: I appreciate it. We'll send you a note, man. We'll get it going.
0: All right, man. Have a good night.